Hey, Jay, have you heard about BustinTees.com? I mean, I set up our account and I've bought shirts there, so yeah. Just, I'm trying to do a promo. Just just work with me here, okay? <sighs> okay. Tell me about BustedTees.com. Gladly. They sell pop culture and geek-inspired apparel, accessories, and more. And their stuff is awesome. You like Star Wars, Jay? I do. You like video games? Yeah, I do, yeah. Harry Potter? Yeah, I do. Star Trek? Yeah. Humorous tees in general? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Some badass socks, cups, hats, uh-huh. hoodies, a bunch more, all that stuff? Why, yes, I, I, I do like those things, Matt. Well, then you know what you should do? You should head over to BustedTees.com and shop all their cool gear. And at checkout, put Jason25945 in the discount code spot. You'll get a nice chunk of change off, and it helps us out to boot. That's BustedTees.com. Discount code Jason25945. BustedTees.com. Designs that pop culture. How do you feel about that? Usually whenever you say, how do you feel about that? It's because it sounded like shit. (laughs) I didn't think it was that bad. But go ahead and do it again. God bless. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who needs a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? You do do. Don't you wanna listen to a mixtape? Is the room below your feet? Come along and laugh with our mixtape. Ha 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 ha! Welcome, 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 welcome. Don't you wanna listen to our Sing along and clap to the beat. Settle in and listen to our next tip and now the music vanishes. Enjoy your bottom sandwiches. Hello everyone. Welcome to the mixtape. I'm Jason Emmett. And oh my god, this week is 90s techno. I think I said on the 80s synth episode, which was last week, that these next few shows are some of the most fun I've ever had. Well, this one. I mean, swear to God, hands down, like everything we talk about this week, like had me just, it was just pulling me back to when it was like me in high school and, and well, right outside of high school too, for a lot of this, but back to, back to the nineties. I mean, it made me feel like back in the nineties again, because I was listening to a lot of this style of music. This is a big chunk of the stuff that I was listening to back then. And I think a lot of you guys are going to be able to relate and for those of you who might be a little younger, I will assume that you probably know most of these songs. But what I really want you to glom onto, and I think we talk about it in this episode, is watching the transition from techno uh, from the 80s to the 90s to the early 2000s. And kind of you'll see it going that direction. I mean, and you'll, you'll follow it there. And it's really cool because, you know, we did our, our, our country episodes and in those, I felt like there were a lot of just jagged, sharp turns, right? The music was what it was, and then suddenly it was something different. But that doesn't really happen with techno. I even feel like rap does that. There is a, a, a little bit of a gradual shift in rap. But techno, it is a very, you can see the turn. You can see it way ahead. You know that turn's coming. And it's really cool to watch it and experience it. And we're going to get to do that a lot over uh, last week's episode, this week's episode, and next week's episode. In case you haven't caught on yet, and we've talked about it a few times, uh, we have changed the show format. 
Uh, the way things work now is we're going to take a topic each month. This month would be, well, 80s synth pop and, and techno. And we're going to go 80s, 90s, the first decade of the 2000s. And we're going to discuss that topic for those three weeks. And then on the fourth week, we are going to, we're just, we're just going to take a, a random topic or, or something that goes across a couple of decades. Um, and that'll be the monthly sort of uh, special episode. Uh, we've been talking about it, so gear up, because next month is when I think we're going to launch it, but we're going to launch our Patreon page. Don't worry, there's going to be four episodes of this show a month. Our interviews will come out, just like always. Uh, the big difference is there's not going to be ads if you sign up for Patreon. Uh, they'll be ad-free. You're going to get a bonus episode every month. And there may be uh, extended interviews uh, as opposed to what we're going to start releasing here. We may give you longer interviews. So uh, if you're interested in that, just be paying attention. We'll let you know when that launches. It, it's going to be it's, it's not going to be expensive. Um, but we really want to maybe use that as our opportunity to be able to record extra episodes and, like I said, uh, remove some of the ads that you currently may hear if you listen the way you listen. But if you want to keep listening this way, it's fine, too, because, really, we want to keep talking to you. So we hope you keep listening. Hey, uh, that's it, I think, I got for that preamble stuff. Please go back, uh, check out our past episodes. Please share. Please leave us a review or a like or a five-star or whatever you do wherever you listen. That is uh, – we. Do you guys, like, when we say that, does it just sort of, because, like, you know, I remember I used to hear that, and I never really thought much about it, and, like, uh, now I, I do actually leave reviews on shows I like, because I realize it helps a ton, like, way more than I think people understand, like, you click that, and and as you get more reviews, uh, people pay attention, and uh, makes more people listen, and we want all of you to listen and become part of our tapeworm army, so that we can take over the world with awesome music and movies and cartoons and shit because the stuff today, well, look, some of it's really good, but some of it's not so great. So, you know, we got to remind people of the good stuff, right? Okay. You don't want to hear me continue to ramble on. So I'm going to cut that short. Uh, we're going to get on with the show where I will be joined with Twisted Kid Matt and, of course, Casey Masterpiece, where we are going to deliver unto you 90s techno. So here's our social media information, and we'll be right back after that to discuss some music with you guys. All right, guys, we're going to make this one short, sweet, and to the point. Dial up your sex tape. Shut it. We want you to join us online. We love to interact on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, so we kind of need you to go to those places. Not yet, not yet. Anyway, we are Tapeworms, fans of the Mixtape Podcast on Facebook. And on Twitter, we are the underscore mix underscore tape underscore pod. The underscore mix underscore tape underscore podcast on Instagram and the Mixtape, three words, on TikTok. Hold on, dude. You can email us, yourmixtapeshow at gmail.com. That's going to get you there. Or you can give us a ring on the phone and drop a voicemail. Matt... You can give us a call at 513-437-2377, or make it easier, just remember 513-HERAD77. Easiest way is to head to www.themixtapeshow.com, that's our website, where... Seriously? Anyway, head to the site. We have links and a bunch of other stuff available. Also, on the homepage, our link to Buy Me a Coffee, where you can easily support the show. If you have like 30 seconds, we're begging you, please leave us a review. It really does help a lot. 
Okay, now on with the show. All right, go ahead. Take it away, Casey. Okay, we are here once again at the mixtape. I am Jason Emmett. All hail Jay! All hail Jay! Thank you. Where Thank the you, fuck friend. did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Casey Masterpiece. And I'm Twisted Kid Matt, and I'm stunned as hell that we've already got a new sound <laughs> yeah. of Jay. It's from, uh, I don't know, one of the Men in Black movies. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's very good, though. I got Guys, that the he, other day. he had to have searched for something like, hmm, praising Jay. I didn't. Uh, no, I didn't. This. That's not true. That's a complete yeah. lie. I didn't do that. <laughs> I, I was actually searching for something else altogether and stumbled across it, and I started laughing. And so, uh, if you were with us previously on last week's episode of The Mixtape, you heard us talking about 80s synth pop. And we realize as we move forward, there is still in the 90s a little bit of synth pop, but it was starting to kind of decline from synth pop and move into more techno. So we are switching it to techno, and that kind of works out really well on us because I, yeah, but I love this week's episode so much. Like, it is one of those things where we talk about music taking us back. Everything this week, every single song is just like, holy shit, holy shit. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. Yep. You guys are going to have so much fun with this week's episode. Uh, you guys and the listeners, I think, will have a ton of fun this week with the episode. And I can't see it not taking everybody back. I mean, if you were alive in the 90s and over, we'll say five, <laughs> you know, like, if you're like three, you might be like, I don't remember that song. And that's a, you still might, though. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start with my list this week, and I was just telling the guys before we got started, uh, if, if you're new to the show, real, real quick. Welcome. Yeah, welcome, first of all. But if you are new to the show, uh, real, real quick, what we do here is um, we go from 80s, 90s to the first decade of the 2000s. We pick a genre. We each go out and pick three songs that we, we think need to be on a mixtape. Maybe a song we love. Usually it's a song we love, but sometimes it's just like it just needs to be on the mixtape. And then they give them to me, and the other two don't know. No, I'm the only one that knows what everybody's putting on, only because I have to. Um, so it's kind of a surprise to everybody. So we don't usually, you know, these guys don't know what each other picked. And I was telling the guys before we started this week, one of the really cool things is we're going to start seeing a shift from the 80s. You know, I clear my throat all the time, and I don't notice I do it till I go back to edit. It drives me nuts. <laughs> I cut them out when I can, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really notice. You're going to notice from flimmy today from the 80s to the 90s to the <laughs> when we do the 2000 episode next. You're going to hear. You're going to like. You're going to go on this little journey with us and watch these songs slowly change, and you'll hear it. Like to, Steve Perry. This episode's amazing. Because you're going to, shut up, <laughs> because you're going to hear it this week. Like, you're going to you're gonna go with us. And so I left the songs, like, when I had my list, and then Kev gave his, and then Matt gave his, I was watching it transform through our three lists. And I was like, well, that's awesome. So just enjoy the ride, man, because this is a fun yep. one. This is a really fun one. So we're going to start with my list, and we are going to start with this song right here. 
That's a good one. Yeah. Might need to turn the volume up a little bit. Yeah, so this is connected by the stereo MCs. Uh, for me, songs like this would set a huge trend for my musical preference for a large part of the 90s. Like when you get into songs like this, you're this is a big part of the early and mid-90s for me. I knew it in high school, uh, but it was Hackers from 1995 that really set this song off for me. Um, that soundtrack was amazing, and for a bit, I was I was like all about the Hacker soundtrack. Yeah. And, and does that movie, movie hold up, by the way? Oh God, yeah, it's horrible, but I love it. It was horrible then, <laughs> and it's still one of my favorite guilty pleasures of all time. Um, yes, watch it, again. it holds up for I think people of our generation really well. Yeah. Um, this actual song was the title track from Stereo MC's third album. It also made me a fan of the group. I didn't just listen to the song. I actually listened to a bunch of Stereo MC stuff. Uh, it was released in September of 92. Uh, that famous bass line that you hear was sampled from Jimmy Bo Horn. Uh, yeah, let me be your lover. And that bass line slaps. So I'm just saying. <laughs> it's awesome. And it fits this song so well. So how did this song perform? It peaked at number 18 on the UK singles chart, number 7 on the Canadian RPM Dance Urban chart, number 32 on the RPM Top Singles chart in Canada, and number 7 on the RPM Adult Contemporary chart. Here in the US, it was 15 on the Cashbox Top 100, 20 on the Billboard Hot 100, 26 on the Billboard Hot Dance Club Party chart, 4 on the Modern Rock Tracks chart, and 11 on Billboard Top 40 Mainstream chart. It also hit in a number of different countries. It was 24 in Australia, 47 in New Zealand, so on and so forth. So according to the uh, to band member Nick Hallam, the song Connected is about human beings and the lack of connection uh, there is between anybody today. It's about the way everyone tries to categorize everything, the way every race is trying to separate from one another, which, you know, I don't get the race thing in the song, yeah. but I see what yeah. he's saying. Um <clears throat> I love this song so much, and it's uh, it's just one of those things where, like, every time I hear it, it just, uh, I don't know, man. It just, it takes me instantly, like, not just back in time, but, like, to a group of friends, like, very specific people that were in my life at the time, and it always makes me think of Hackers. That is why I included this song on the mix, so. Uh, Good one. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. I, I'll have to check the volume. It seemed, it seemed really quiet. It might have just been the song, but. So you guys are going to hear. Yeah, <laughs> my choices. I maybe should have moved that one to my third choice because I'm just looking at my choices going, you guys are going to have fun. Like, you're about to have a lot of fun. <laughs> so uh, that's why I went with Stereo MCs Connected. Um, love the song so very much. All right, so we're going to go into my next song, and you guys just better prepare to have fun, okay? I'm just saying, just get yourself ready because here it is. <coughs> Don't know All right, I'm st- yeah. Hell yeah. I guarantee the two of you did the exact same thing. I I didn't. (laughs) I thought about it. You knew what was coming. (laughs) Yeah. This is What is Love by Hathaway. Thank you, Night at the Roxbury, for making this song what it became. I I was actually a fan of this song prior to that movie, just so we're clear. Um, I just really kind of got into the techno dance sound. Um, And this is one of those songs where I was saying, you can see where we're going from 80s into 90s. Like, we are taking... Mm. This is not, like, one of those harsh shifts like I kind of feel like rap almost did. 
Like rap does yeah. like a really harsh harsh shift like out of nowhere to me. And this isn't like that. I see a, a gradual turn from 80s yeah. techno and synth into 90s techno. And this is one of the songs that I think really takes it there. I honestly don't think I know any other Hathaway songs. I even looked and to check, and I'm like, I don't recognize any of these off just title. Uh, yeah, I doubt if he's going to have a greatest hits album. No, probably It'll not. Just, like be this remix. Well, I don't know, man. Times. Ugly Kid Joe released the greatest hits album. And yeah, good covers. At least yeah. one of them is a cover. Stewie D bought it, and I'm like, what is it like? Uh, I hate everything about you on yeah, one yeah. side, and Cats in the Cradle on the other. Is that is that it? <laughs> But this song, this song was so much fun, and it's so iconic that I had to put it on my list. Um, so if you didn't know this, Hathaway is a Trinidadian band. <laughs> I didn't know that. They're from, like, <laughs> Trinidad. So the European influences are all over this one. This is from 1993, um, <laughs> off their debut album called The Album. That's the name I get. <laughs> That's very <Sorry>. creative. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like that. I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like this it. That's what they called it? All right. The album is kind of cool if you think about it. So, yeah. uh, It was released in Europe and became a number one hit in 13 different countries as well as hitting number two in Germany and the UK. Uh, it landed on number 11 on the Billboard Hot 100 in the US, number nine on the US Cash Box Top 100. Peaked at uh, 12 in Australia. So by March of 94, worldwide sales reached 2.6 million. That's by that's Jeez. that's 1994. So this isn't digital. This is like people going out and buying the song. If you don't remember the music video, it features a mansion, uh, vampires chasing them, and some very 90s imagery. If you want to go back and check it out, <laughs> so it's uh, Blade. You no, know, no, it's it's more. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain. There's a lot of dancing vampires too. Um, <laughs> so, dancing vampires. All right. Yeah. So Blake. Well, he, ju- he gets like bit, and then he like jumps up on a <laughs> on a like a fireplace and starts dancing. It's a. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, written by Hathaway's producer Dee Dee Halligan and Junior Torello. Uh, it's an upbeat dance track, but it actually deals with unrequited love. And the lyrics are actually a little sad if you if you if you listen to them. It's it's kind of like hey ya, <laughs> like you sounds yeah, like you're listening yeah, to this upbeat yeah. happy thing, but it's really not. Um, Hathaway said of the song, people always ask me about what I meant. I meant that what is love needs to be defined by everyone by his own definition. It's unique and individual. For me, it has to do with trust, honesty, and dedication. I was already, I was, it was already in my head a long time before I heard Dee Dee Halligan and Junior Torello's uh, repetitive synth melody from the lyrics uh, and the quest for people to look for it. Once I heard the music, it was clear to me that it this would go on for a long time. I'm gracious that it happened and has made me happy and that I've wanted to perform this to this day. He's from Trinidad. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, I had to put kind this I'm surprised you didn't give us an accent. But I don't right. know a Trinidadian Ooh. accent. <laughs> I don't know what that would be. You're asking, yeah, we don't want to offend our Trinidadian You're asking way too much of there, me, man. Yeah. I don't know what that would sound like. So this song, you know, Matt said, I, I'm, I'm sure you guys are both doing the same thing. We instantly all go right to Night, Night at the Roxbury and that head bob, right? And yeah. yes, that movie made this song absolutely iconic everyone knows it that has ever seen the movie and what's really funny is even people that haven't seen the movie tend to do the head bob thing almost like i don't they they may not even know that's why they're doing it but that's why they're doing it 
Um, and if you haven't seen Night at the Roxbury, well, you should. And understand that that movie is about a couple of guys that go out to dance clubs, you know. And so this song is just like an iconic dance track. I mean, it, it kind of hits all the 90s techno beats that you need a 90s song to hit. And that's why I added it to the mix this week, because yeah, why not? But yeah. Plus, it asks an important question. Yeah. What is love? What is love? What is love? And, and it gives some good advice. Baby, don't hurt, don't me. hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. <laughs> no more. That sounds like an abusive Which is <laughs> a vampire. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Vampires don't know true love. Yeah. No. They don't. They act all romantic and shit. Mm-hmm. And then, no. <laughs> then they bite they just you. just want to drink your blood. Whatever. Yep. Uh, guys, I'm going to round out my list. And it's so weird because I, I actually was like, somebody's going to put this song on their, their list. And then I got your guys' list, and I'm like, oh, well, they're nothing like my list. So <laughs> it's so weird. It, we we went from, we definitely went for different versions of techno. Mm. But, guys, really? Because it's in the name of the band. Here you go. Techno products. All right, so pump up the jam, Technotronic. Of all the picks, I don't know why you're singing it like Adam Sandler, but you are. Um, uh, <laughs> of all the picks on my list, out of, out of all the picks on anybody's list, this one, this one takes me back to high school the most. This one pushes me into high school like oh man it's like it's so weird because this reminds me so much of all those weekends at the roller rink um where we would go we would go to the roller skating rink and then we would walk over to subway when it let out and we would just sit there and eat subway and talk about the girls that didn't talk to us takes me back big time technotronic is a belgian group one of the things we're going to notice a lot this week too is most of these songs come from bands of uh Foreign not nations. not from u.s descent yeah it's a, a yep. big european thing techno was a big european thing so yeah big in um, germany kind of a situation so these guys are belgian um this was the first track off their 89 album pump up the jam the album and then this track was actually released as a single in 1990 so when i say high school it it's high school for me. So this video, this music video is horrible. <laughs> it, it is Oh, so atrocious. you mean something from the early 90s? Um, it, know, is, I mean, it is literally a, a girl dancing in front of a screen that looks like a, a kaleidoscope. That's it. It's the whole video. And what makes it even funnier is that girl is uh, not in the band. She's a model named Feli... Uh, named Felly, and she is lip singing over the singer of the band. Uh, I don't. Uh, is it Ya Kid K? Yeah, I believe okay. so. I don't know if it's Y A Kid K or Ya Kid name K. Comes from I've I've heard that name. Yes. I didn't know why I knew who Ya Kid K was, but so, apparently they're from Technotronic. So they had hmm. Felly lip singing over the sing. This was a weird thing that happened for a little while. I don't know if music yeah. videos. 
I think music videos were this new thing, maybe, and directors thought it didn't matter who they portrayed in them or something. I don't know, but CNC Music Factory did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. did Snap. Millie Vanilli. Yeah, Millie shut, Vanilli. Up, shut up. <laughs> That's totally, I mean, it's not totally different, but it is different. But CNC Music Factory did it. Snap did it. Um, we've talked about the Weather Girls before did it. Um, so. Ya Kid K was very tomboyish, and a lot of people actually thought she was gay. And at the time, that might have had something to do with it. I don't know. She's not gay, as it turns out. She is very outspoken about the fact that she's just a tomboy and not gay at all. But people thought she was, and so maybe they thought, well, it's 1990. We can't. I don't don't know. Really don't know. Mm. Uh, The song hit number two in the UK and charted in a bunch of countries at number one. And Canada landed at number four and number one on the RPM Dance Urban Chart. Uh, it hit number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot Dance Club Play Chart and the Cashbox 100. On the Billboard Hot 100, it reached number two, being held off the top spot. <laughs> this is so good. Pump Up the Jam didn't hit number one because of Michael Bolton's How Am I Supposed to Live Without You. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But here's what's weird. Pump Up the Jam actually sold more albums that, or sold more copies of the single than How Am I Supposed to Live Without You did. Um, but it was airplay. It got more airplay, and that's how it beat it out. One of the things I like about it is it doesn't hide what it is. There is no hidden message in this song. It is simply a dance track. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lyrics are there to tell you to get your ass out on the dance floor and dance. That's all this song is about. That's all it pretends to be about. It does a great job. That's why I added it to my mix this week because it was just how do I not think of Pump Up the Jam when I'm thinking about 90s techno? This was just all throughout my high school. And yeah, there you go. So you've gotten my list and you guys can see um, where I went. But now we're going to go to Kev and we're going to see where <laughs> Kevin went. And I. I find his I find his first track choice a little weird. Also, it's it's not nineties, so. but here you go. God damn it! <laughs> God. I don't even remember what that fucking song is, but it's haunting as <laughs> hell. I love it so much. Actually, this is Kevin's first choice. I am dancing in the background, just so we're clear. Is this 100% pure love? And this is 100% pure love by Crystal Waters. Yes. Right. Yeah, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on a second. Let me just yeah. pause. <laughs> so you had both the worst song? Yes. It, by the, wow. Crystal Waters okay. makes it onto our worst songs of the 90s list. and mm-hmm. uh, But this song is, is so much better infinitesimally yeah. better than <laughs> da da dee da 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 so much better uh, yeah uh, just uh, I was when he sent this song over I also got got a little bit of a laugh out of it man because I thought the same thing I'm like I had to go back and check I'm like that was Crystal Waters right <laughs> like, right <laughs> yeah I, I I wanted to kind of redeem Mrs. Waters name so <laughs> oh you know people have a bad song yeah. sometimes it's yeah fine. sometimes uh, this is off her second studio album Storyteller from 1994 
this song was a hit in a bunch of countries as well. Certified platinum in Australia was huge in Switzerland and the Netherlands. Hit number eleven on the Billboard Hot 100, number one on the Billboard Hot Dance Club Play Chart, and number thirty-eight on the Billboard R&B Chart in the U.S. Where it was certified gold. It was also number one on the U.K. dance charts. So there you go. Uh, as to this song, Crystal Waters has said the song itself was a sort of response to gangster rap and that she wanted to write something <laughs> she wanted to write something a little more positive because she felt like uh, there was a lot of uh, you know, I guess negative stuff going on out there. Uh, the lyrics were inspired by the relationship she was in at the time, and I just you're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, not that that song is saying gangster rap really sucks. No, it's not like <laughs> she was just trying to be a little more positive. Um, the lyrics were inspired by the relationship she was in at the time, and they encourage listeners to embrace love, whether it's romantic or platonic, and to recognize how powerful love is and how it can help us overcome our shortcomings and make us better people. Please um, tell me it was with a, a gangster rapper that, that would she be broke up with. Fantastic you know, if it was true. Like I Snoop Dogg, you know, just Dogg. ended the relationship. Snoop Dogg, yeah, uh, he comes in. Yeah, Snoop, yeah. yeah. Great song, and uh, I <laughs> so like Matt said, I can't believe she made the worst songs and then made this. But hey, it's great. It's a really good song, catchy as hell. Casey, what is it about this song that made it stand out to you, and why did you decide to put it on the mix? Well, I mean, for me, it was just kind of redeeming Mrs. Waters' name because when I, you know, came up with that list of I worst pooped songs, on her is what I did, and I felt bad. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I shat it on that song, which it deserved <laughs> to be shat upon, and I kind of wanted to kind of make up for that in case Mrs. Waters is listening or Miss Waters. I don't know if she's married or not, but in case she's listening, I just kind of wanted to, you know, put this on the list as a peace offering. Yeah. Well, so listen. That's yeah, it's we we love you. We yeah. just don't like that song, but that's that okay. Song suck. I mean, you had like twelve <laughs> people write that song. What the fuck were you thinking? I mean, what the hell? Uh, I'm sorry. But not this I'm song. getting mean. But not this I'm, song. I, I apologize. This song though. This song's great. This song's yeah. Wonderful. This song's great. That lot of D, lot of die crap. You no get better writers. <laughs> this, but again, I'm getting mean. Guys, guys, I, I, do I have this line, and yeah. I don't know what to follow it up with. What's your line? La da dee. La da dee. That's all I can come up with. Oh, right my God. That. That's yeah. brilliant. Oh. <laughs> now, is this song about homelessness? I'm not sure. What's going on? <laughs> this it's definitely the famine in Ireland or something. Yeah. I mean, so I'm a little. Kevin's second track, well, it's wonderful. And I'm a little. Well, here you go. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> actually, it is wonderful, and I'm a little... Uh, I actually had to double-check, because I was like, is this song really? And I guess it is from the 90s? And then I stopped and thought about it, and then I really stopped and thought about it. Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, you'll hear when I tell you my notes, but this song, fantastic, and I'm a little, a little upset I didn't think of it myself, but here you go. See, a lot of the songs back in the day were just like, I don't know what that song's called. <laughs> this it's, is it's Better Off Alone. Exactly. And then they yeah. say the name of the song. Better Off like Alone by Alice DJ, yeah. 1977. A great choice. 
this is one of the this this is that now you guys everything I just babbled about is going to make sense with this next line where I was like, was this night? Oh, it was. Oh my god, because this was one of the earliest songs I discovered on Napster. So <laughs> true story, true story. I used to get on there and just put in like genres, especially like techno and stuff. And, and it was uh, probably labeled all kinds of. Oh wrong. god, yeah. I, I I I I never illegally downloaded anything off of Napster. Yeah. Yes, I did. It definitely said something like, you know, System of Down's new album in the title or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. you're was, not wrong. There was, was one, or, one of the things that they always said. It was like always something completely different than what you were actually trying to do. There download. was a song I downloaded, and I can't give or, you any more information than I'm about to give you, know, you. File share. Can't give you any more than I'm about to give you, so don't ask because people are like, well, what not? Because I can't find it. Downloaded this song back in the day. Absolutely loved it. I know it said it was ta- said something about angels in the title, and it said it was Dido, and it it isn't. And if it is, it's not a Dido song I've ever been able to find since because I went through all our songs. And I'm like, none of these make sense, and so I just don't know what it was, <laughs> and so I'll probably never hear it again. So it sucks. Uh, but yeah, true story. Found that I discovered uh, this band off of Napster. A big fan of the song, and most people don't recognize how how very extremely important this song was for helping to shape trance music and the trance music genre. You like, I don't think people do know how important and influential this song was. Um, this song and songs like uh, "Blue" by Eiffel sixty five have have been mm. described by a, a bunch of people as a major turning point in the development and commercialization of techno sound. Um, I hear both of those songs today still. Yes. Like yeah. this one and, and, and it's, it t- I'm sure you probably get into it, but both of them have appeared in TikToks. In oh the yeah. Recent years. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, we a don't, a resurgence. blue doesn't make it into this week because it's not a 90s song. Um, I think it's. I think it actually is two thousand. It will get brought up at some point on this show. Um, oh, definitely. And as this, I don't. I don't want to go off on it too much because I know it's not one of the worst videos of all time. Too. Actually, is considered one of the worst videos of all time. Matt, it is. It is bad. It's yeah, really bad. Like um, reboot. But we'll level get, of, uh, I, I will tell you guys, it is going to make it on a list here very soon. Like maybe next week. So we'll talk about it. Then I. I want to say so much, but I should, probably should. Um, I don't know. So let me tell you a little bit about this song instead. Uh, in 1997, DJ Jurgen released it as an instrumental on Violent Records. Um, during post-production, sub- oh, God, guys, I, I'm going to try. Sebastian Molnier. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Molnier, yeah, but it's not quite the same. Molnier. Um, whose partner had recently left him, suddenly came up with the lyric, do you think you're better off alone? He said that, I started humming the vocal melody while the track was playing, and we decided we needed to add vocals. It made the emotion of the song as real as it gets. That's when they brought in Judith Pronk, who would end up becoming a very important part of the Alice DJ project. The song was included on the project's debut album, Who Needs Guitars Anyway?, and it can and it is considered an electronic trance music classic at this point. So why did we refer to this as the Alice DJ project? Well, Alice DJ was a an experiment, we'll, sh- we'll say. Uh, DJ Jurgen wanted to stay. He was an underground DJ, and he kind of wanted to stay that way. So they formed Alice DJ to release these songs under. 
Alice DJ is the name of the band and not the name of the singer. Case I didn't know that for many, many years. The girl in the video is Judith Pronk, who is still around. She is an artist, amongst other things. So you can go check her out. This song, in my opinion, is badass. Um, it encapsulates a very specific feel for the decade of the 90s. Um, Kev, what drew you to this track and why did you put it in the mix? For me, the reason why I put this song on the track is because I would always hear this song anytime I was going out to any kind of dance club back in the late 1990s. And I never you know, found out what the name was, but it was just always in the background. It's like, this is one of those, if there was a 90s soundtrack to incorporate the entire decade, this song would definitely be on mm. there. So that's why I added it. I think it's weird that both of you said you didn't know the name. It's like, nope, no clue. Do you think you're bad right alone? It's like it's all over the yeah. song. It's like, really? You just know the name of the song? Yeah, um, I barely knew the lyrics. I mean, come on. It's just, yeah, <laughs> there's, it's, that's, it's, it's that and talk to me. That's that. You, you've just learned the lyrics to the song. So no. Do you think you're better off alone and talk to me? talk to me i don't think she says anything else in it and if so i don't recall it but it's a wonderful song it's it and uh it's very catchy and yes it like i said it kind of encapsulates a very specific feel for the decade of the 90s and and yeah it would have to be if you did a soundtrack of the like the evolution of the 90s which would be really cool to do um like somebody needs to release that like and just like See? Judith Punk is kind of hot. Oh, yeah. yeah Sorry. Yeah. But start in the early 90s and just show the shift of different ty- styles of music. This song would have to be on there, man. Um, as the, the next song on your list, some might argue, um, <laughs> might be just as important. And, it's my muscles, bro. And, yeah. uh, or not, re- not really, right? right. There okay. we go. There you go. Okay. Yeah, so the next song on Kev's list that's, might that's be... It just as important and to some people especially sports fans even more important yes no idea what the song is either so that just, that's yeah. fair Whoa. It's fair that you don't know what the song is. So the only lyrics in the song that I'm aware of are Zombie Nation. That's not the name of the song, though. The name of the song is Crincraft 400. The name of the band is Zombie Nation. So this is Crincraft 400 by Zombie Nation. This came out in 1999. Uh, They're German. This was the first single from German band Zombie Nation off their 1999 album, Ah. Lichen Schmouse. Lichen Schmouse. Lichen Schmouse. I don't know. I took German. I still can't say that. So most people get the song and the name of the band mixed up because the only real lyrics, as I said, are them saying Zombie Nation. But no, like I said, it's the band. Um, It only really got attention in the U.S. after a radio station in Chicago played it in 2001. It was popular on the station, so the Chicago Rush Arena football started playing it, and now it is played at. That's actually the version you just heard was the, like the sport sports arena cut or some crap. They played it like sports games all over the place. Oh, all the time. Yeah. So here's the cool thing: this is a remix, but not of anything you might recognize, or maybe you do, and you just didn't know it. I'm gonna play you a little track from 1984 
a video game that was released on the Commodore 64. Okay. Called Lazy Jones, and one of the mini games was called Stardust. Oh, what the shit. hell? It's like how uh, Don't Fear the Reaper is really just a remix of The Legend of Zelda. I just thought it was really cool. I guess when they were making the song, they were a really big fan of this game from the Commodore 64, and they were like, we want to remix and redo this song. So uh, the song like landed... that a lot more bass. Yeah, yeah just a little bit. <laughs> the song landed at number 22 on the UK singles chart. Uh, I, I like Matt, remember it very well from Shaun of the Dead because it's zombie nation stuff yeah um, it's been in actually a few different movies and tv shows at this point but yeah um so kev what drew you to put this on the mix uh for me it's like any sporting event that was around or like mostly uh let's see i've been listening to it recently at soccer games like a mm-hmm. fc cincinnati you know they would it's guaranteed you're going to hear this song and it was like eh gonna put this in my list because it's another iconic song if you can pick any like 2000s uh if you want to make a soundtrack regarding 2000 sports this is going to be on that soundtrack mm-hmm. so it's very yeah. iconic yeah yeah it's it's well not just 2000 i mean they like, like said a, they still play it which i guess it is oh, still yeah. the 2000s like a new <laughs> version of jock jams kind of mm-hmm. yeah yeah pretty much yeah. yeah actually i i don't even hardly hear that song as much uh the um oh crap What's the song I'm thinking of now that got played at every sporting event for a long time? Off Jock Jams. Uh, um, yeah, forget it. I can't think of it. I'm uh, on it. You know, the one that actually starts uh, off with the like, ding, ding, ding. What is that? Oh, my God. I'm getting old. It sucks. I should probably just bail now before I release. You all ready for this? That's it. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, Two yeah. Unlimited. Right? Yep. That's the name of the band. Two Unlimited. I don't know the name of the song. It's actually called Get Ready with the number four this. Yeah, you might not even hear that as much as you hear this now. So, For a second there, I was thinking that you were referring to Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. Because that was played everywhere. Yeah. But then he started touching kids. and Yeah. Yeah. That's tragic. It is fairly tragic. It is tragic. Speaking of tragic, Lord, man, uh, as we record this, we're like two weeks ahead, and man, the loss of life we've had in the last week. No kidding. Jeez. Absolutely astounding. I don't want to go too off track. We've lost two wrestlers, including Terry Funk. I I didn't know the other gentleman who passed away. He was... Bray Wyatt. Yeah, he was... uh, So freaking I don't want to get his, his... title wrong but he was like one of the like heavyweight champions like yeah fairly recently and then we lost um i can't think of her name bob but barker bob barker passed away bob barker passed mm-hmm. away um we lost the uh spay just, and neuter your pets folks yeah just um like as we wake up this morning like i got up this morning to find out that we lost um um well i will get her name right because i should yeah um uh, we lost uh, Arlene Sorkin this week or oh, today, yeah. this oh, morning, yeah, yeah. and she was the original inspiration and voice Harley of Harley Quinn. Quinn. And then, and uh, we also um, we also lost uh, Hersha Parody from Little House on the Prairie. Which, if you were me, you know, my we I grew up watching that show. She played the um, the school teacher on Little House on the Prairie. She passed away this week as well. So it's like 
kind Damn. of a big hit for <laughs> for our generation, man. So yeah, it's kind of sad, but but we're talking about happy stuff right now. <laughs> we're gonna go into match list right now. Um, <laughs> but hey, show all those guys respect. Go watch some of their stuff and show them some yeah. love and some respect, and you know, stay home sick and watch Prices Right. There you go with some chicken soup. That it's so weird that we all did that. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what we I did. I literally saw a thing saying, you know, thanks for keeping us occupied while we were staying homesick. Mm-hmm. We did, and he, he, Bob Barker, definitely did that. Yeah. Yep. Um, so let's go into Matt's, Matzel, which is so great. That scene is <laughs> will forever be iconic. So <laughs> Price is wrong, bitch. Um, Matt's list is pretty good too, man. We're gonna start off with this little ditty right here, and this is another one of those. Well, I'm just gonna play it, and we'll get our thoughts on it. <laughs> Okay, this song fucking rocks, and I love the Chemical Brothers, so we should just let's just start there. This is Block Rock and Beats by the Chemical Brothers, 1997. Second single from Dig Your Own Hole. It won a Grammy for Best Rock Instrumental, which it totally deserved. Um, this was my kind of music in the 90s, pre-industrial techno stuff. I loved it. Um, this song landed on top of the UK singles chart at, uh, at number one, number 40 on the U.S. Billboard Modern Rock Tracks chart, number 28 on the Australian ARIA, and six on Canada's Rock Alternative. Um, that awesome hook, back with another one of those block rock and beats, is a sample from Schoolie D's 1980 song Gucci Again, and the Take That Motherfuckers is Mr. Ice Cube from the track What They Hit Info. So I love that both of those are in here. There's also a bunch of other samples in this song, but those are the two that like kind of hit you. Um, I love that. I love what Stephen, Stephen, I'm going to get this right. I love what Stephen. Earl Wine, Earl Wine. Oh my God! No, no, we just can't do it. I give up. Yep. And let's gonna, just go ahead and hit play. The yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. Hit the there you go. Yeah, we, you know. There's a lot of guests on that album, by the way. <laughs> Noel Gallagher from Oasis is on there. What oh, off? Shit. Off uh, Dig Your Own Hole. Yeah, yeah. This is a great album. There's how some Beck was involved in fantastic, somewhere, fantastic band. So yeah, Stephen Earlwine of all music. I like what he had to say about this song. He called it. He, well, he said this is where hip hop meets hardcore techno. Everything is going on at once in block rock and beats, and it sets the pace for the rest of the record, where songs and styles blur into a continuous kaleidoscope of sound. And Larry Flick of Billboard called it a genre-spanning revolution and stated that after one spin, you'll be chanting the hook for hours, and the blend of scratchy funk beats and acidic keyboards are sure to get your body moving. I, I mean, I can't really say any of it any better than that. Saying this is where hip hop meets hardcore techno is like, yes, that's 100% what this song is. But Matt, I have to know what made you decide to add the song to the mix? Honestly, I don't really know how it got into my brain whenever it came out, but uh, 
yeah, it it got there and it stayed. It's just it's the the baseline, like I said, is just it just really it grabs you and just takes you for the whole song. And mm. it's it's one that I learned back when I was playing bass as well as figure out how to play that because you know you got to have something to warm up with. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, I love the Chemical Brothers, and so. Yeah. And this is a band that would continue on and we would see throughout the 90s a lot. They yeah. would just pop up soundtracks, a bunch of soundtracks. These yeah. guys would Which, show up on. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Like, I I used to I used to hang out in a, in a record store just going in there and getting uh, singles all the time. Mm-hmm. That is actually not a joke. They had... I um, believe you. <laughs> yeah, they had these like promotional cassettes that you could get that eventually turned into the same... It was... I want to say it was called the concrete corner or something like that sampler and uh like every month there would be a new one you would just go in there grab grab the tape and then eventually became the cd and i discovered so much music that's actually how i found out about my self-indulgence uh which did not make my list surprisingly because i did not consider them techno so Mm. um i don't i don't really either i guess yeah but Mm. uh Definitely, some I'm relatively sure that but. Chemical Brothers was on one of those, mm. um, but also just like playing over the in-store radio, like the the stereo that they had in there was just somebody would put something they wanted to listen to on, and that was Miss more that than stuff, likely man. one of the songs that was playing there. I don't think people understand when when you hear grumpy old people talk about how certain things have ruined certain industries. It's they don't say right. it right. It's not that. Um, it's not that streaming music and downloading music has ruined the music industry, but what it has done is prevented things like that because record stores can't sell albums anymore. You can't because they just don't sell enough because people just download it. Right. And what that it's the same as when we talk about discovering movies um, because we went into blockbuster on Friday night and walked down the shelves. You don't do that anymore. And people are like, well, you can still discover them online. You can, but you would pick up a box and read the back of it and go, okay, I'm taking this home. And you would watch it. And now you don't do yeah. that. You might pull a movie up and, and read it was the description. Great or it was terrible. But and you just had to. You deal finished with it. it. Mm-hmm. You finished it. And you don't do that anymore. And it's the same with music. I used to go into a, a, a store here. There was a store here we'd go to all the time. And it was the same deal, man. They, they had you know, bins of, of like discount stuff or whatever. And they would always be playing music over the, the over the speakers. And you'd be like, Hey, who is this? And you know, yeah. it, you would discover new music like, literally. High just fidelity by is that. kind of a documentary at points. <laughs> it's just sort of. Yeah. 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 And so it, it it's not that we like green day. You like stiff little fingers. It's you know, not that, that we kind of dislike. Uh, I love streaming music. You know, I'm a big fan, yeah. but I miss, I miss going into the record stores and, and learning that way. So, uh, Matt's next choice. This is Matt's next choice. Can you trip like I do? Crystal Method uh, featuring Filter. I, uh, this is from 1997. I actually would have thought this song was a little bit later, but I guess, again, it makes sense when I yeah. start thinking about it. It does fit in a very specific uh, time span and genre. Again, I, this is what I was listening to during this period, mm. 96, 97, 98. So it actually does make sense. I know this one because it was in Spawn, a movie mm-hmm. I loved and the rest of the world hated. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't... <laughs> 
I understand what's bad about Spawn. I'll just say that. But at the time, I thought it was a pretty decent, you know, adaptation and better than I actually expected it to be because Spawn's pretty violent. And they, they left in a lot of the backstory stuff that I was shocked they left in. So, you know. But this was, uh, whether you whether you like the Spawn movie or not, the soundtrack, which, uh, Matt, I know you well, and we will talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm going to ask the question in a second, but I do see this one coming. The soundtrack for Spawn is fucking wonderful if you were yep. alive in this particular, and you were into this kind of music. Um, but this was also on the Crystal Methods debut album, Vegas. Uh, the song was co-written by Richard Patrick and co-produced by Brian Liesgang from Filter, who both appeared in the video as well. This song is about what you might think it's about. Scott Kirkland said he was inspired to write it after a friend used ecstasy and left a voicemail uh, saying, I wish you could trip like I do. Um, I mentioned Vegas, the album, but it was also the first track on Spawn, the album, alongside other bands like Metallica, Slayer, Stabbing Westward, Silver Chair, Orbital, uh, Atari Teenage Riot, The Prodigy, and a bunch more. The album itself debuted at number seven on the U.S. Billboard 200 and stayed on the chart for 25 weeks. That album was certified gold, and man, this was me around this time period. Love it so much. But Matt, you picked it. So what made you drop this one into the mix this week? The Spawn soundtrack. I, I knew. I mean, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of my music preferences from back in the day came from movie soundtracks which makes Um, sense specifically ones where they tried to do something cool with it and not just go here's a song from this band here's a song from this band let's put them on and just make a compilation Mm. i mean while they did that with the spawn soundtrack it was it was a very specific concept that they were doing they were taking like rock and heavy metal artists and mixing them up with more electronic artists as well yeah so obviously with this one, you've got Filter and the Crystal Method, and then you've got Metallica teaming up with DJ Spooky, and then Marilyn Manson with the Sneaker Pimps, and you know so on and so forth. But they're all a rock band and an electronic group doing a song together. Yeah, and it just it really shaped that entire soundtrack into something completely different than most other movies that were coming out. Which, I mean, again, you know, looking at, at Spawn itself, like, how do you market that movie? Other than, you know, oh, it's a comic book movie, but super violent and, you know. Well, John Leguizamo in a clown suit help. <laughs> True, yeah. He yeah. was one of the shining points in the movie, actually. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, Michael Jai White was Michael Jai White, great. You know, Black Dynamite himself. Was yeah. wonderful in it. Which, um, by the way, if you've never seen Black Dynamite, do yourself a favor and watch it. It's yeah. fantastic. He's coming up with a new movie. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. So. Actually looks really good. So Matt has one more on his list. Um, and this is the one I kind of brought up earlier where I said, like, also falls into industrial, which we talked about on our industrial mm-hmm. episode. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and play this little track, and we'll talk about what Matt did to me again this week. <laughs> Unintentional, I promise. So this is The Prodigy, and this is Molotov, bitch. And here's what I'll tell you. Um, this song is hard to find stuff about, but not for the same reasons one might expect. But I did find some really cool stuff, and I think I have some cool stuff 
to tell Matt about this song. Good, so I, would, I don't know a ton about it either. I would like to say the song is off the album, the 96 album, Fat of the Land. Only what's weird is I knew this song because I'd heard it before, but I was like, but I had Fat of the Land, and I don't remember this song being on it. Yep. That's because it's not. It's not I on think, the U.S. I think version. We may know it from something specific. So it was a bonus track on the Japanese version of Fat of the Land, but it was not yeah. released on the American version. Um, it was also released as the B side to the single Firestarter. So that's how yep. you might have heard it here in the states, uh, primarily. That's um, where I heard it actually. We all know that Matt loves to add a song each week that is hard for me to find info on, and this was the song this week. I couldn't find much about it at first. No chart listings, no inspirations, but who cares? It's well, great. Yeah, it's only in Japan, apparently. It's, it's the prodigy, and it rocks, so it's all good. Um, but what I did find out is that it was also on the Dirt Chamber Sessions. And if you don't know what that is, in 1999, Liam Howlett produced it for BBC Radio's number one, uh, BBC Radio's, BBC Radio 1's, I almost said number one, and I realize now it's BBC One, their mix show, uh, The Breeze Block. So there were 48 tracks from a bunch of dis- different artists that were mixed, scratched, and cut together. It's pretty amazing. If you haven't ever heard of it or whatever, you need to go check this out, Matt, you especially. Okay. The album of that session was was released uh, because they were trying to cut back on bootleg albums of the show because they were being released all over the place. So he, uh, Liam Howlett from The Prodigy comes on to BBC One and he does this thing called The Breeze Block and he takes like 48 different songs and they like remix them, scratch them, all of this, right? Mm. And people are bootlegging the crap out of this. They're they're recording the session and releasing it. So they decide we're going to do an official release um, to try to cut back on some of those bootlegs. Yeah. The problem is, is the bootlegs still aren't the same. Because even when they released the official track or the official album, they didn't have permissions to release a couple of the songs. So they had to leave a couple songs off there. So Molotov Cocktail is on that list and is on that album. And so try that again. Oh, Molotov bitch. I'm sorry. Hey, Molotov cocktail, Molotov bitch. Whatevs. Uh, Molotov <laughs> bitch is on that album. So it is on the Breeze Block album. Matt, you should probably go check this album out okay. because I have a feeling you would be all about it. There's some huh? really cool shit on it. 48 tracks. I wasn't about to start listing, um, but yeah, no, check talking. it out. <laughs> uh, but still, I, I, uh, I need to hear it. Your reasons for adding this song to the mix. So back when I first heard Firestarter by The Prodigy, I went out and I was trying to find a a single, if if you will. But it was actually on a, I I remember it very vividly. The one that I had Mm. was the cardboard CD case with like the little plastic flap that that latched it shut. I might actually still have it. I'm going to have to actually look because I I know where all my CDs are. But uh, yeah, it was Firestarter. Instrumental version of Firestarter and Molotov Bitch all on this this one album, right? Yeah. I found it at Walmart of all places mm-hmm. where they censor the hell out of everything. If I remember right, the title of the song was censored on the back. Was it Molotov uh, Cocktail? No. No, that's just mm-hmm. a that's just a stroke you had. Yeah. But <laughs> I try. So I got it and I was just like, man, Firestarter's a great song, but this other song is really cool. And I had no idea because I had no way to look it up. Mm. that 
that was the only place you could hear that song. Yeah. So when Fat of the Land came out, I got that as well, and it wasn't on there. I'm like, whoa, okay, so Molotov Bitch is only on this one thing. But I very specifically listened to this song. I would literally just put it on repeat. And back in the day, whenever I played video games, which was a very brief amount of time in my life, I played the game Quake. Oh, I loved Quake. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just put that on, turn the the audio from the game down or off, and just listen to that Prodigy CD on repeat, among a, a few other CDs, but it was mostly that one. So I would put that game in, play that on a, on a Walkman uh, or a Discman, if you will, next to me. And uh, that was just how I was spending my Dude, you my bring, nights you bring up Quake, Quake mm-hmm. and like my... So, Not too many people remember so, it. Like I fucking was so, so good. I will never say this about a video game. I will never tell you Oh, I played that game and I was actually one of the better players at that game ever. I play mm-hmm. games, I'm whatever I am. I'm not that great. I play, I enjoy, I have fun, whatever. But yeah. Quake was one of those first games you could play online against other people, and I was actually ranked pretty fucking high for a minute on Quake. Like, I was nice. actually... Yeah, it didn't last, because I just didn't stay yeah. in the games long enough, but I, I used to love that game. Yeah. I tried to play and, it on something recently, and it was really hard for me to remember, like, how to even move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quake was a great game. Uh, if I remember right, uh, Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails did the soundtrack for Quake. That would make oh, a Oh, yeah, you see, like, Nine Inch... Yeah, um, the, the yeah, ammo boxes. Yeah, the ammo yeah. boxes. Yeah. Us, that would make a certain amount of sense to me. Yeah. Well, that is our suggestions, but of course we have a few from the tapeworms. So we're going to real, real, real quick before we go into that, could I give a, a little shout out to an unsung hero of '90s techno? Sure. Martha Wash. Martha Wash is on so many fucking '90s techno songs, and did not like she's uncredited on so many of them. Interesting. Yeah, like. Everybody, everybody by Black Box. Everybody, that's Martha Wash. Everybody dance now, Martha Wash. Yeah, so yeah, she's kind of the unsung hero of '90s techno music. So just wanted to shout out to Martha Wash. Shout out Martha. Yeah, come on the show. Thanks for what you've done. Yeah, Uh, Tapeworms. Respect you. Tapeworms had a few songs to deliver too. Uh, our man Stewie D says, another night. Another night, another dream, but always, nice. it's like a vision. By the way, all of these songs will be stuck in your head later on, as well as on the uh, Spotify playlist he also, I'm make for this. He also gives us one that I almost put on, which uh, is Around the World. Around the World. Mm. Around. Talk about really considered, worm. Yeah. Really considered that on my list. It didn't make it, but uh, Totally 80s and 90s Recall said Breathe by The Prodigy. He said, um, I'm not sure if this counts. Uh, it's, I say it does. Definitely industrial, but I think, like I said earlier, uh, industrial is sort of a subgenre of techno, so to me it fits. No problem. Uh, our, our our buddy Steve says Twilight Zone by 2 Unlimited and Techno Syndrome's Mortal Kombat by The Immortals. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. God damn it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Talk about a video game. Fucking lo- no, but that song was huge. I uh, that's, that's what I'm saying. The, sound, the album, like the single and stuff, people were buying it like crazy. Uh, my my weekly mixtape over on Twitter says, I, know, I, I never know if Children by Robert Miles falls under the techno or not, but it's a killer tune. Uh, we agree, so we're going to allow it. And our main man, Skiznot, Call me sir, god damn it. Gives sir us is not. Do what? I just said yes, sir skiznot. 
<laughs> he says uh, Speed by Alpha Team. And I think he means the hardcore version because he said, I didn't know who actually did the naughty version. But that's the Speed Racer. If you if you know it, you know it kind of song. They did like the techno version of Speed Racer. So <laughs> there you go. There's some of our listener feedback. I love these lists. I love this music, man. It's good stuff. So, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed hearing it as much as we enjoyed putting it together. Uh, this was, of course, part one. As is always the case, we're going to have more because, God, three songs, man. Trust me, I, I wasn't even scratching yeah. the surface of what yeah. I wanted to put on there. It was really hard to... Um, I I kind of went with the first three that popped into my head, but there was also this point where you guys sent over your list, and I'm like, and it just started... It's like, all flowing. All these other songs started coming in when you guys were saying mm-hmm. this stuff, and I'm like, oh my God, I could have just listed the Hacker soundtrack. It would have been fine. I would have been <laughs> yeah. totally okay with that. Which, so. uh, side note about Hackers, that was the first movie I ever watched that was downloaded from an online source. Really? Yep. We watched it on a CD-ROM. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I and think... then we watched that weird video of a whale being blown up on a beach. Oh, okay. It was all in the same day. Yeah. we had I had weird friends back then. I watched Hackers at the Super Saver Cinemas in the mall. Those, those would be the dollar cinemas back in the day. I never saw first-run movies very often. God, I, I miss dollar, dollar movies. I'd be at the dollar right? theater, yeah. I, I, it's weird. I can tell you the few movies I saw at first run uh, and probably that's way easier for me to I saw movies every weekend sometimes two a weekend but I would just go to the mall we would go to the mall and get dropped off and we'd go catch a dollar movie and yes kid you could go to the, the movies for a dollar yeah go to the food court yeah. and, I mean I know I saw like The Crow at first run Jurassic movie, Park at first soundtrack. run but a lot of the movies we just waited and god I was thinking the other day about some of the just trash movies I watched like, oh, yeah. do you guys remember Stay Tuned? With, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, with John Ritter. John Ritter. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like I remember in, in Problem Child, also with John, like, I saw God, both yeah. of those at the Dollar Theater. Just have a John Ritter movie marathon. Multiple times, by the way. Remember that movie Clifford? Yes, with yeah. Martin Short. Martin Short and, uh, was it Charles Grodin? Yes, yeah, where he plays, like, uh, the weird little kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Star, bizarre, it's so. a Problem Child, Clifford, uh, double feature. Oh, God, yeah. so weird. So freaking Problem weird, Child man. 2. And we'd go see anything. And we'd 90s able- were a weird time for movies. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> That's why I said. I think uh, next month we're going to do um, we're gonna do another Halloween song episode, but we are also going to do, a, I think, a bonus episode where we just talk about, like, weird 90s horror movies. Because there was this, like, glut of... And I saw them all. Like, yeah. I saw them, like, Ghost in the Machine, Man's Best Friend. Like, I saw them all at the theater, guys <laughs> like i saw them all <laughs> at the theater and was like a ghost in the machine movie yeah not the really? not the anime that they made that too huh. oh no that's ghost in the shell ghost in the shell but yeah there's a movie called ghost in the machine it is it is uh it has to do with it was it was the 90s so there was all this like virtual reality trust me dude oh, it is that, yeah, so that bad it's like okay. a it's like a serial killer gets killed but his brain gets uploaded in the computer and he's using so somebody's online lawnmower man no, Lawnmower Man is not about a serial killer. Um, but his brain gets uploaded into the computer. And Lawnmower Man, they're using virtual reality to make a man smarter. It's so weird. <laughs> what am I thinking of? <laughs> anyway, and like I'm he starts, he starts hunting down this mom and her kid, and he's like using all her online stuff to find. It. It's so weird. And there's a scene where this kid's at the Seems mall. Oddly prophetic. 
this this kid's at the mall sure. playing a, it might have been dactyl nightmare but if not it's like a blatant ripoff of dactyl nightmare do you guys remember dactyl nightmare the virtual no, reality no. game really you'd get in that big ring and you'd like walk around in that big arena and shoot at pterodactyls yeah. oh i do remember this yeah it's so dude it is yeah. such a bad movie um but there are a few gems in the 90s horror uh and, and i like to remind people that don't forget about the few good ones that just rolled in but i saw all the bad ones i didn't care i'd watch yeah. them all so we're going to talk about that too yeah um and it's it's really all of it's going to take me back to the mall because that's where i spent friday nights at blockbuster all my too. weekends oh god yeah sam but, goody a uh, pizza and a and a movie from Blockbuster was a great Friday night. Man. Hell yeah, mm. it was a wonderful Friday night. So, um, like Matt said, all the playlists are available online, and um, they're starting to show up on the website. They, or they're going to be a little behind. There's a bunch available through our website. You can go over there and click on the playlist now, and it'll take you right to our Spotify playlist. Um, but we're always a few weeks behind on those because we have to put them together and then get the stuff put up. But all of our past episode stuff is up there and all of these will probably be available on Spotify as you're listening to this. So you can still go find them on Spotify. There's uh, we do playlists for all the music episodes because we think you should go show some love and support for the people who created this music does happen every once in a while where we can't find somebody Um, every once in a while. We just can't find a certain song on Spotify, but we try, we try our best. Yeah. Like Garth Brooks's entire collection. Yeah. What'd Um, you do for that? Electric Avenue. Oh, uh, I no. Think but like some live. What? Nothing. What? You said Electric Avenue, and I went, oh, no. Oh, no. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. God. Wow. Talk about a joke flying over everyone's head. Uh, right. Know, which, it took us a minute. If you want me to, I thought you were having like technical issues. And you're like, oh, no, we're not recording. If like, you want shit. me to be completely and blatantly honest, to the people at home, I probably sounded stupid, but to me, it just made it funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. For me, it's way more. Amazing. I know Kevin and I are sitting here just like genuinely concerned. Like, what just yeah. happened? Out in the street, there is violence. Sorry. Um. So yeah, go check out those playlists, please, and thank you. Please go back and listen to the um, interviews we've done. If you have not, the website's probably one of the best places to go find everything you want out. That is www.themixtapeshow.com. We have links to everything over there, so you can go over and click on that. That's all I got. Yep. So. I got uh, something as well, though. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure when it's coming out, but uh, by probably by the time you've heard this, uh, it's definitely already been announced, but uh, we're doing a crossover episode with Behind the Funny again, talking about the career of one Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be... Uh, coming out or it has already come out by this point, but it's already been announced. So yeah, we had a couple reasons. Uh, we were going to do it like right away. Yeah, but uh, one some scheduling conflicts. Well, that yeah. was part of it, and part of it was we wanted to do it with them. They asked us if we would like to do it together, and we were like, hell yes. Yeah. Also, we know a bunch of people put a bunch of stuff out right when he died. We really wanted to kind of just yeah. go into it and talk to it a little bit. So we're, we yeah. just want to kind of talk about and and trust me, it's we're going to do it in our fashion. So you know, I'm going to talk about a lot of things you you might not have known, and it's yeah. just really cool. So uh, yeah, check that out as well. Which um, uh, going back to our uh, what was it the TV theme song episode from the eighties TV theme song? Yes. Um, your fact you brought up that I did not know at the time of uh, Cindy Lauper doing the theme song from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, she records it under a different name, but yep. yeah. It's it started making the rounds recently. 
that's has it, you know, yeah, yep. the news of that me. has been kind of going around and people talking about it. So, so more people need to know that. So, yeah, I agree. All right. Well, guys, I think that's all we got. We love all you. We appreciate you all coming and listening. And remember, until next, we have the opportunity to speak, which will be next week. Always stay awesome. Stay awesome. awesome. Way off there. Yeah. <laughs> there are times that you feel like your head is a big old bucket filled with fuzzy dreams because you wish you were a Muppet. But you can't play the music And you can't like the lights And it's all you can do Just to make it through Any more of these lonely nights So you grab your favorite mixture And you pop it in the slot And you scream two words along with all the nerds Cause right now it's all you've got Stay.